Welcome to the Supporting Children Affected by Domestic Abuse podcast. In this series, you'll learn about some of Stockport's domestic abuse partnership projects that are addressing this important issue. We share with you our learnings from a series of intervention and prevention projects from across our borough, including innovative work in hospitals, schools and training. Through this series, we hope that we can share and inspire similar projects in other local authorities and communities across the UK and beyond. This multi-agency approach is funded by the Home Office to explore how best to support children that may be experiencing domestic abuse. These projects aim to explore different ways to educate children, professionals and perpetrators in relation to domestic abuse. The ultimate aim was to reduce the impact on children and young people where they were experiencing domestic abuse, either in their own relationships or within their family homes. The episodes were recorded live at the Children Affected by Domestic Abuse Conference hosted by Stockport Metropolitan Borough Council. In this, our first episode, you'll hear from Chris McLaughlin, Director of Children's Services at Stockport Council, who introduces the overall Children Affected by Domestic Abuse project. You'll then hear from Erica Blackburn, IDFA and Community Manager at Caring Dads in Stockport. This is an intervention programme for men who have been physically or emotionally abusive towards their children's mother. Erica tells you about their impact, learnings and future plans. Thank you for that welcome, that was lovely, thank you very much. It's been quite a strange, I think, beginning to the Roaring Twenties, but... Having said all of that, we're still here this morning. I'm really delighted that we're here for this because it is such an enormous priority for us here across Stockport. And I know how much everybody in this room really cares about this. Children affected by domestic abuse. We see it on a daily basis and have done for decades, really, that it's profound and it's negative and it's really quite destructive. Domestic abuse impact on children can never be underestimated. It's a very, very serious issue. It's serious for for adults. It's serious for our communities across Stockport. So I do welcome you, and it's nice to see such a a broad range of uh, colleagues and partners from across a multi-agency platform because we absolutely know that the progress that we have made, and we have made some good progress in terms of identification and support. We know that we're much stronger when we work in a collaborative partnership response. So all pulling together, we're stronger together in our response and our care and support of families and children when we work better together. So that's an absolute fact. So it's lovely to see so many people here. So we have made some good progress. We had a successful home office bid in 2018 which has allowed us to be more responsive in terms of healthy relationships. We've put some uh, really quite effective training in, in place. We now have, I always forget what IDVA stands for. 
independent, because everybody always calls them idva, don't they? Idva, idva, idva. You get so used to the terminology. Independent domestic violence advocates. I like to give the full title, actually, because it's quite powerful, that title, isn't it? Independent domestic violence advocates. Such an important role. And we've been delighted in the past couple of years that we have more idvas now, and we have bespoke for children and also at the hospital. So that's great progress, really important to celebrate the progress. I think you're going to have a very, uh, hopefully, productive and also enjoyable day, because despite this being a, a very serious and a very concerning issue that we're, we're meeting for today, I still believe that through great partnership working and supporting each other, you can actually get great job satisfaction from doing the right thing for children and families. So I do hope it's going to be an enjoyable day. I hope it will be an informative day. OWLs are joining us. Ongoing Women's Local Support, OWL stands for, where you'll hear individual examples of life experience of domestic abuse. And it's with great respect and gratitude that I show to those people who will speak today because it's a powerful thing to do, and I take my hat off with great respect that that's going to happen. Much appreciated. So we're all going to be together and hopefully have a very effective, meaningful day. If ever you wanted to ask me a question, or if you like, say, Chris, we need you to think more about this, I am very open to that type of communication. Okay, Brill. So have a good day. Good morning, everyone. So I'm going to take you on a very short whistle-stop tour of the Caring Dads project, which I delivered alongside Gemma Parrish from Aspire. And I think just touching on what Chris said earlier about making that we're much stronger when we're working together, I think that's kind of the essence of this piece of work because we joined and worked in collaboration with Aspire, are you all aware of who Aspire are? Aspire are social workers within Stockport Council and they work with sexual exploitation. Who else do they work with? There's lots of, yeah, it's complex, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we did joint working with that. So my name's Erica Blackburn and I'm the IDVA Community Service Manager for Stockport Without Abuse. So what is it and who is it for? The Caring Dads course works with fathers to change patterns of abusive behaviour, increase fathers' awareness of child-centred fathering and to promote respectful co-parenting with the children's mother. It's important to note at this time that it's not a perpetrator programme. Caring Dads, it's not a parenting course also, but it's designed to meet the needs of fathers who have been abusive to their children and children's mothers rather. Um, and it's through the lens of them being a caring dad the goals of the Caring Dad Group are to improve fathers' relationships with their child and family and to help them understand children's development and need. Fathers are eligible if they have been physically or emotionally abusive toward their children's mother or if they've separated um, and continue to have a hostile relationship with the children's mother. It's suitable for medium to high-risk um, perpetrators of domestic violence the father must be having weekly contact with the children and the reason for that is we set homework throughout the course and it's really important that they're having contact in order to do that. The father also has to have a willingness to undertake the course. Now when I say willingness, um, all the dads on the course wanted to come because they wanted to 
get back in contact with their children. They wanted to resume the relationship. The willingness, I put in inverted brackets, because at the, at the point of referral, the point of starting to work with them, they didn't really want to be there um, to do a course, but they wanted the children back, so that was a way in for them. Um, the father also doesn't have to be the biological father. We have two dads on the course who was the stepfathers to the children. Importantly as well, the children need to be open to social care. The social worker throughout the whole process is the eyes on child, and it's really important that they're involved. We got a lot of referrals from social workers who was perhaps wanting to put them on the, um, on the course and then close. They need to stay involved for the whole 17 weeks. The course was not to assess any contact arrangements or living arrangements. And it was not suitable for fathers who have severe or substance, um, alcohol or substance misuse. That's not to say that people on the course cannot have an issue with which is the severe is the key there. Okay. It's also not suitable where there's concerns that there's been a father who has sexually abused their children. Um, it's a 17-week course and usually around eight to ten men. Children and mothers do not attend, and the men give feedback to each other and share experience of fathering, and they are expected to complete a short homework throughout the course. Okay, so in terms of mother's contact, we had um, an independent domestic violence advocate who supported the mum throughout the course. Um, there was three points of contact for mum at the beginning, the middle, and at the end. Um, and Natalie, one of our independent domestic violence advisors, or IDVA, contacted mums and they could share concerns. She would speak to them about the outlay of the course, what the course is going to entail, the homework, how that would fit in. Um, and then they were able to phone Natalie throughout if they wanted to. But Natalie would actively contact them beginning, middle and end. And it was to offer support, really, to find out if there's any concerns. It may be that um, throughout the course, one of the dads was triggered and that could lead to an altercation at home. It was just to touch base and to keep in touch. So the referral pathway. Initially, a referral meeting takes place between the facilitators and the referrer. We met several different referrers. Some men weren't eligible for the course, um, some social workers were unable to stay involved. That was quite a lengthy process doing that. Then we had an intake meeting, and the purpose of the intake meeting was to gather information from the dads themselves, and that included information about their children, the children's mother and the partner and the living situations. We also wanted to know why they wanted to come on the course. Was there any motivation for change at that point? What was their belief? Was they aware of the course content, the homework? What, you know, what was, what was it they wanted from there? Um, yeah, okay. So, within, throughout the 17 sessions, we had four set goals, which come into, divided into the weeks. Goal one was to develop sufficient trust and motivation to engage the men in the process of examining their father. Now, this took place between week one and four. And I think it's really important to add at this stage that we didn't challenge the men on any of their beliefs at this stage. The whole point of this, you know, the whole essence of was to the engagement. We'd use motivational interviewing, we'd use NLP, we'd get on the same level as the guys. And it was to, keep, to get them to trust us. Um, there was a lot of ambivalence at the beginning, a lot of distrust of services, a lot of wondering why we wanted to deliver the course, who we are, what we was doing. So the first four weeks really was embedding and socialising them into the model of the treatment, really. Um, goal two is to increase men's awareness of the application of child centering. 
go free um, is to increase the awareness of and responsibility for abusive and then neglectful fathering, and I'll touch on this in a moment. And goal four was rebuilding trust with children and planning for the future. So the course session outlines. Session one was the orientation. It was program overview and the group rules. And with this, we looked at what was a dad. Um, it evoked lots of questions um, when we touched on this because we looked at what is a dad, a good dad, and good enough dad. And I think at first they thought it was trying to set them up. They couldn't understand what that was. They all wanted to come on the course. They all felt that they was doing the best that they could and they was good dads. And it really did evoke a lot of emotions at first session. Session two was considering fathering and a completion of the geneograms. What we did is completed a geneogram with each dad on the course. So this involved the mother, um, the father and all the children involved in the family, stepchildren, anybody who's connected. That provided the basis of all our sessions. The geneograms was put up at the beginning of each session and we took them back every week so that we were fully aware of who we were talking about. This is your family. We also made it quite clear that what we wanted was we didn't want her. We didn't want mum described as her. We wanted the names keeping so we would refer back, oh, you mean Susan or oh, you mean the child. And that's how we'd go on. And the geneograms was our guide for that. Developing discrepancy um, and the creation of goals what we looked at is where the guys were and where they wanted to be in terms of their contact with the children and how they wanted their relationships to be with children's mum. And we developed some discrepancy between that. And that's what we worked through throughout the programme. Um, looking at the continuum of parenting behaviour and understanding child development. That was a really important one and an eye-opener for a lot of the men on the course because I remember one of the guys saying that the child was crying on purpose and the child was free and he didn't understand the child development. So we looked at each stage of child development throughout and got them to understand children's behaviours. Also in relation to one dad who was struggling with his teenage son um, and didn't recognise that some of the behaviours may be normal for a teenager, you know, he thought it was against him. Um, session five, building relationships with children. How well do I know my child? That, was, that took place of a quiz. Um, and lots of questions about what's my child's favourite food, what do they like to eat, what's their favourite toy, and just get them really thinking about their child. Uh, session seven, um, setting a good example and appreciation of my child's mother, really difficult. This was very challenging. Um, when you look at the typologies of abuse, a lot of the dads, it wasn't the straightforward classic power and control, there was a lot of toxic relationship there. Um, and I think one of the dads in particular felt that he was being hard done to because he was lots of blaming mum at this point and mum had issues. So in terms of trying to get them to look at um, the, the mother in a positive way, we struggled and they struggled as well, but we got there, you know, and I will talk more about that. Session eight, eliminating barriers to better relationships and the connection between thoughts, feelings and behaviours. This is where the work really began. We looked at functional analysis. What is the function of your behaviour? Um, what goes wrong? What are your thoughts, feelings and behaviours behind everyone? We looked at, we did parts on cognitive restructure and behavioural activation. So when you did that, what was your thoughts? What motivated you? What was the behaviour? And really unpicked each one. From then on, each week, we got the guys to bring back an incident that had happened in the week and we unpicked it one by one. We looked at the thoughts, feelings and behaviours behind each of the incidents. 
Session 10, changing unhealthy, abusive and neglectful fathering behaviours. Again, looking at goals and, and, and still focusing on the thoughts, feelings and behaviours. 11, how am I responding to my child's needs? We looked at child-centred parenting and father-centred and the discrepancy between the two. The relationship with the child's mother we touched on again. Um, and session 13, what children learn from controlling fathers. Now, another example that we did throughout that was looking at what was my life like with my dad as a child? What was would my child say about my life with them? And we compared the two, but without really going in so that they could see a difference and also see similarities as well. Um, problem solving in difficult situations. Again, this is this followed the, the, the theme of thoughts, feelings and behaviours and looked at how they could have healthy challenge. What is a healthy relationship? Um, looking at how kind of to break down different differences within the relationship as well. Rebuilding trust and healing, taking responsibility for the past. What about discipline? Alternatives to abusive and parent-centred behaviours and defining discipline as well. And wrapping up, we reviewed the main concepts um, and getting support from others. So case management, the third component of the Caring Dads programme was work together with the referrer to ensure that the child's safety and well-being. So throughout the course, we were in constant contact with the referrer, who was a social worker. We made quite clear to the guys that it would be an open, transparent relationship and that we would update the social workers throughout the whole programme. We also provided an end-of-court report as well. Um, which was used, we sent them to probation, um, alcohol service and the social worker and any agency that was involved with the men's permission. So post-course support. So we offered one-to-one -one therapeutic input where needed appropriately. Um, we offered it to three of the dads on the course at the end, two of the dads uptakes and that. Telephone support and one-to-one -one sessions are still being offered now. All dads signposted and given information for further support around mental health. And the IDVA service offered to support mums throughout and continue to do so as well. So, in relation to the outcomes, we had a group of 10. Five fathers successfully completed the course. The dropout was due to legitimate reasons, relocation work commitments. One guy was sent back to custody. Cases were stepped down from CP to TAC and from TAC to closure. During the course, one of the dads created the catchphrase, if you can't talk it out, walk it out. Now, when this guy first started um, on the course, he had suicidal ideations, he didn't believe things was going to change. He only seen the benefit of coming on the course because he wanted to be back with his family who'd been removed from the house, but didn't know he had any work to complete himself. He didn't link his childhood to his behaviour. When we unpicked what had gone on for him in childhood, he was a massive victim himself. His childhood was absolutely horrific. And in terms of the abuse which he displayed, what would happen is every so often, his ability to cope with life and when he needed to kind of take his head on a holiday, what he had taught is you drink alcohol. With alcohol came cocaine and then there was abuse. He wasn't aware of that. So once we started unpicking it and got to see what was his coping mechanism, and provided him with different strategies, he was able to change the behaviour. And I'm really pleased to say that from a CP plan, from not living in the house and not seeing his children, he's back in the family home and living a full life with his children. Um, and it was beautiful to see. Father said the course allowed them to have the space to talk 
where they did not feel judged and the group provided an outlet for them to talk about their problems. And I think going back to that second point as well, um, the guy who said, if you can't talk it out, walk it out, it's so powerful because he felt that he wasn't able to walk away if someone confronts him. He's always been taught as a child from the age of eight that if somebody says something to you, you just blast them and then go to the pub. That's what he knows, that's his life. So for him to be able to walk away was huge, huge. And I wanted to share that with you because it's quite significant. Um, some felt that having a smaller group helped in terms of everyone being heard and how the group gelled together. And overall, they all found the course beneficial. Some of the dads expressed some anxiety about the course coming to an end um, and sustaining changes because we had a really nice group and there was lots of trust towards the end, so they didn't want it to come to an end. So the next steps, further course to be held. Um, the pilot was really small cohort and some extremely positive outcomes. Real evidence of impact will come when further courses have been delivered. There's wraparound support for fathers is imperative and relationship engagement are key. And I can't stress the importance of the first four weeks and really getting on board with the guys and, you know, walking alongside them and being where they are. Now, course also should be offered in the evening as well as the daytime. So some of the comments what Natalie gathered from the mums was, you know, I won't read them all out, but they are getting a much better, developed some good strategies in managing the children's behaviour. This was really key throughout. Um, we're very proud of him. Him being off alcohol has made a massive difference to how they get on. And that was huge. And that's relating to the guy who I mentioned who was, you know, suicidal ideations at the beginning. Communication between the two of us has improved and there's been a reduction of arguments. Now, you know, when Gemma and I seen that, we was very proud of the progress, what they had made. And feedback from father. So I've learned a lot because you have to listen to both sides and compromise and talk about it when things are calm. From the person that came from, to see where they was at the beginning to hear that is, you know, wonderful. I was initially on edge and I didn't know anything, but Gemma and Eric were brilliant and we shared our problems. And I've learned a lot. This has made me a better person. I just want to check I've not missed anything. I can talk about caring dads all day. <laughs> yes, that's it. Thank you. If you or anyone else you know is suffering from domestic abuse, please call the National Domestic Abuse Helpline 24 hours a day, seven days a week on 0808-2247. That's 0808 2000 247. For more information about what's been discussed in this episode, please visit safeguardingchildreninstockport.org.uk. Further links are available in this episode's show notes. You can also join the conversation on social media. Both Twitter and Facebook are forward slash Stockport MBC. This podcast is produced by me, Vic Elizabeth Turnbull, and is a Mike Media production.